You're listening to Blue Collar CEO, the podcast that's all about helping you build a better, more profitable, and more sustainable home service business. Each week, we'll cover a different topic that will help enable your company to move forward to success. And here's your host, Ryan Redding. What is up, Blue Collar CEOs? It's Ryan. It is great to be with you today. I am going to have a really fun conversation with Jackie Stark. Jackie is the general manager of Yellow Dog Creative. They're a full-service marketing agency that specializes in marketing for the trades. In fact, we've had their uh, CEO on our show before, uh, Nancy O'Hare. Totally worth listening to her. Uh, But obviously, Yellow Dog and Jackie especially is passionate about utilizing marketing as an effective tool to help trades companies grow their customer and talent bases. On this conversation, we're going to be talking about how to build community into your brand because people want to feel good about the companies that they spend their money with. So let's honestly do whatever we can do to make that choice easy with them. She's going to give three really good ideas I want you to pay attention to. These are ones you could start putting into practice today. Let's get going. Jackie, I am really glad to be able to get you on the show today. Uh, And for those who don't know who you are, they might know the company you work for. So let's just start there. Who are you? What do you do? Well, uh, my name is Jackie Stark. I'm the general manager here at Yellow Dog Creative. Uh, I've been here with Yellow Dog for um, just about five years now. Um, And I kind of handle all the day-to-day stuff. Uh, You know, we exist to market the trades. We're heavily involved uh, with trades companies. And so I get to uh, help people solve their marketing problems. And uh, your... Uh, I guess Nancy, who who is like the alpha yellow dog. I don't know. Is there like yeah. a, is there a corny way to say that that's on brand? She is. Like she is the leader of the pack for sure. Ah, uh, that's the way to say it. <laughs> that's the way. Yeah. So she's been on the show before. She is an excellent human, and we did a root beer contest. Were you there for that? No, I I am we got envious. Into this- yeah, we got into this whole like little spackle and like she's like, I like root beer and I like fresca and blah, blah, blah. Well, I ended up like sending up uh, a case of my favorite root beer, Spreckers, which. That's like, why we got did. the Spreckers. We did. That's yes. Why. That was for me. Yep. And totally had you guys do blind tasting and there's like Barks and A&W or something else. There's mm-hmm. a bug maybe. And Spreckers won. It won the blind taste off. I, I did participate in that. So we're, yeah, yeah. What a great, uh, awesome thing. So we're going to have to figure out something else now after we're done with this podcast to have a contest. It's one of our favorite things at Yellow Dog. Yeah, you need to do a contest. Maybe like tacos. Like taco contests are always great. Who doesn't love it? We we know we've talked about doing chili. We should really get on that. But you're going to have to send us chili in the mail. I feel like this is working the wrong direction. (laughs) I feel like I should be receiving You do all the work. And we have all the fun. Oh, hold on that's, a second. And that's what I, I want. I don't know if I want to receive chili in the mail. <laughs> Let me just unpack that guy for a second in my brain because that sounds really bad. Okay, I digress. Because no one is listening to your one and get chili in the mail. God, I hope not. That would be awful. Um, so as the GM of Yellow Dog, Yellow Dog does exceptional work, especially building brands like the videos you guys do, the sizzle reels are some of the coolest around. One of the big things that's important to you is like building this idea of community into brands what well i guess one what is that what do you mean by that and two why is that important for you 
you know, so we always we always say we're storytellers of the trades, right? And so we know that every company that we're working with, it, it was started by someone at some point, and then they grew it into this company that has now come to us to ask them to help tell that story. And almost always, a, a part of that story is this idea of being a community-oriented company where they're involved in the place they are. Because just by nature of the work that home service companies do, you're already helping people every day. It's such an ingrained part of the business model as it is anyway, that I think that it's just natural that people that own these businesses want to to do it even more, to reach out even further. And so a lot of companies you know, will ask us for help in that area, or they'll already be doing it, but they'll have this attitude toward it where it's almost this humble, well, yeah, you know, obviously we give back to our community, but we don't really want to talk about that because then it's a, it's, then they're bragging and then they're making themselves sound. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people complain about that. They feel like, they feel like if people know about it, it's somehow bad. Yeah. And I mean, I couldn't disagree with that anymore, especially I think now, um, you know, people, the, as the millennials, you know, to get into generations, but as millennials are becoming the buying power and they're buying houses and they're the ones that you want, you know, we're trying to capture them now so that we have them later. They want to feel good about who they're spending their money with. And, you know, if they're getting quotes from companies and they have choice between company A and company B and, and company A has done something in their community that they know has been a, made a positive impact, it could be the deciding factor. And there's really honestly no downside to having community involvement in your company. It's great for morale for your employees. It's great for your brand, um, you know, to be seen as a community leader. Uh, and it's really good to get your name out there. Um, so, you know, we always try to encourage people if they're not doing it to do it. And if they are doing it to tell people. So when, when you say to start doing it, I think a lot of people, hell, I've had conversations with guys where the first thing they think about it is like, so do I, do I sponsor the program at my local high school football team? Or do you get your logo on one of those fancy tabletops at the Mexican restaurant down on Main Street? You know what I'm talking about? It's yep. like a, a thousand logos of a thousand businesses that may or may not still be in existence. Right. When you talk about like community involvement, like what what specifically are some things that you mean that does what's interesting for you? Yeah. So, you know, we have a few things that if people that are wanting to get involved haven't started yet, haven't started anything yet, um, we do have a few kind of programs that are kind of easy barriers to entry, we feel like, that uh, hopefully will get you kind of the most bang for your buck. One of those is sponsoring animals at a local shelter. Um, we always oh, try to go cool. with no-kill shelters so that we don't have that, you know, you better adopt Fluffy by Friday or we might have to, you know send her over the rainbow bridge. We don't want to do that. But um, did you actually tell people that, that no you're taking fluffy and putting I would no, not do that. No. But you know, there could be the so implication. Don't, don't the one thing I just want to make sure everyone knows when you adopt an animal from a shelter, make sure it's not a shelter that has a time limit. Yes. That would be my suggestion. Um because the no kill shelters too are the ones that are gonna have animals that maybe are a little more difficult to adopt still there. So we you know we when we were originally doing it, we always called it the Lonely Hearts Club, right? And so you would have Aww. your your home service company would have this Lonely Hearts Club, and you could offer to pay the adoption fee, sponsor that for animals that maybe have tough uh, medical conditions that might require a little extra care, older animals that typically don't get adopted right away because it's always the puppies and the kittens that go first. 
um, or other, you know, other animals that maybe there's some sort of reason why they haven't been adopted yet. Um, mm. And you sponsor that fee to kind of help get them home. Um, that's a really easy one to do. You just have to call a local shelter and get that system set up. Uh, it's great for your social media, you know, so we, we would create a post, say, you know, this is our dog of the month and a little bit of information about the dog, a little cute bio that the shelter usually writes anyway. Put that up there, say we're sponsoring her adoption fee this month and just do that monthly, you know, and then at the end of the year, you have 12 animals that have found a home hopefully thanks to your sponsorship. Um, so that one's pretty easy to do. Um, another one that is fairly simple, um, but we feel like has a good impact is water bottles for area sports. So you can purchase water bottles and brand the labels for your company and then donate them to local schools so that they can then sell those and their athletic departments can make money. Do Are there any like weird safety requirements or things like that if you're going to be food or is it because the stuff's sealed it's like it's already sealed yeah you just go there's plenty of companies that do it already you just purchase the cases of water from them and then they print the labels for you could you take the cases of water and also give it to an animal shelter you could you could take the cases of water and give them to anybody you want and then you could double dip double dip all about that so but both of those are really like easy for people to get into very easy i can totally see that like yeah it doesn't take a lot of planning it doesn't take like huge staff to coordinate or whatever it's just like and once once you get the ball rolling, they kind of start to manage themselves. And if you can find, you know, another good thing I think about community involvement is if you find the right charitable organizations or, um, you know, what have you, they have their own network of really dedicated volunteers who are going to be excited that you're on board, that you're helping them with this mission that they have an emotional attachment to. That's why they're volunteering their time. And they're going to spread the word like crazy. You know, so if you if you if you partner with local, you know, shelter B and uh, there's one incredibly dedicated volunteer who just loves that shelter, who's there all the time, does all the hard work and they'll start telling people, yeah, you know, uh, Jackie's Home Services is sponsoring animals here. Like you guys should really think about using them because this is what they're doing. That is a whole nother yeah, network cool. of people that will that will get, you know, that will hear your name, that will hear it associated with this act of goodwill in your community. Um, I mean, really no downside. Are there, are there I was just asked about downsides. Was there any example of like someone trying to do a PR campaign and it backfiring? I, I remember like, I think it was my undergrad. You know, you're like studying all these like Fortune 500 companies and the things that they did. And there's always these really comical sort of efforts on like these things like blowing up in unexpected ways. Have you ever seen any of stuff like that happen with home service companies? Uh, I not off the top of my head. No, I mean, no, I don't think so. No, those, well, that's good. Uh, because that's really bad. That's really bad when that (laughs) stuff happens. I mean, what are you talking um, about? You know, stuff like this, it's pretty, you want to do a little research and make sure that you're actually giving your money to a, you know, an organization that is actually doing good. I mean, that's part of it. So hopefully you're not sponsoring something that ends up just being some guy in his basement, you know, sending emails and trying to get your money. But no, yeah, I have not heard about anything like that. Like I remember I'm trying to think of like one like in was it in the eighties or like early nineties, Pepsi uh, ran a contest. I want to say it was in the Philippines. And the company basically said, like, Pepsi came out and said, like, hey, we're going to give away a million dollars to one person with one bottle cap, right? So go buy your Pepsi 
and whoever gets this particular bottle cap, we're going to give you a million dollars. Um, the problem was is they actually printed 800,000 of the same bottle cap that won. And, no, that's uh, really bad. So, like, it's this thing where, you know, they're trying to do, like, hey, look, we're doing something good. Write all the press about us. And it is like. Yeah. Um, I mean, that might be good for Pepsi, but I don't know that's necessarily doing community good. So I think that these are different things. Well, that's true. That's true. You act like there's a third idea that you have that's easy for people to get into. Yeah, there's another one, um, you know, that that we often suggest people do. Um, This one is a little bit more complicated uh, to get started. But once it gets rolling, it really does kind of take on a life of its own. And it does really play into that idea of kind of having your your customers, if you will, do the work for you. So then um, it would be a monthly giveaway. And in this case, you have three organizations. And it can be actual you know, 501c3s, it can be fundraising groups for any number of things. Um, But you just suggest, so there's a voting widget on your website, and people can nominate charities or, you know, a a spaghetti dinner for someone who maybe is fighting cancer and needs more money for their medical bills, something like that. Um, They put their, their charities or fundraising efforts into the hat, and then three of them get put out on the website to be voted on, and whoever wins gets 500 bucks from you. Um, and so oh, in that cool. case, you've got people who are telling other people, go to the website, uh, vote for this thing, because we want you know, we want to win the $500. And when they go there, you know, part of it is putting in their email address. So now you're also collecting email addresses from these people, which you can use in other marketing venues. And, um, you know, you're, you get the big check, and part of the caveat is, to get the money, you have to come in and have a photo done with the big check, and then that can get sent out to whatever, you know, newspapers. If people read those still, you can put it on your social, um, anything like that. And the, and all those people that are involved in those three organizations are going to be pushing people to your website all month. Um, I mean, we've actually had widgets get overloaded with votes before and shut down, so then we have to oh, fix that's them. Crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a really good one. It does take a little more effort to get it going. But once people are aware that it's happening, you know, you'll just start getting nominations all the time and then you just got to switch it out every month. That's a really clever idea. It, yeah. it kind of reminds me, it's a more, it's more evergreen approach and kind of a broader base approach to like what I've seen contractors do during like public disasters, like mm-hmm. natural disasters. Giving away a furnace uh, to somebody that needs it. Yeah. yeah. And I remember like, I'm trying to remember, I think it was Wooten plumbing, which is, we've had them on our show earlier on too, but they, uh, they did this thing. It was like $8,000 in eight days. They basically were raising money for hurricane victims and Hurricane Harvey in yeah. Houston. And they kind of encouraged all their customer base, like, contribute, right? Like a portion of every uh, service call would go to the fund, but also you could directly contribute to the fund. And then the owner of Wooten Plumbing would directly match dollar for dollar uh, all the customers' donations up yeah. to k right? And it, like, third on their website and turns out, like, hey, local news stations ended up coming out and interviewing them, came out in the local paper. It was it was the same sort of like community involvement. Like it made people feel proud to want to be a part of doing business with a company who right. was invested in people, you right. know? Um, but it was, that was a one-off. Like that, those are a little bit trickier. You got to find the really 
the right yeah no if you jump in if you can just bake it into your business and have it just be part of of a normal procedure that someone is in charge of this and this is just a thing that we do then then that's when it becomes part of your brand then it's not you know doing doing one large event is really good but if you can make it just like oh yeah this is just what this company does and they do it every month right yeah and you know and it's a twofold approach too because you have customers who feel good about where their money's being spent but then you also have the staff who feels great about working at a place that does things like this. You know, everybody wants to work for the best company and everybody wants their family members to work for the best company with the best reputation. And, you know, if if you're looking, it's just, it's just something to give you a little bit of that edge. You know, if you're looking at, you know, I've been working at this company. I really like the way they do things. I don't really like the way they run. And you start looking around and thinking like, you know, maybe I can make more money somewhere else, or maybe I can feel better about my job somewhere else. And you find this company that's, you know, giving $500 to uh, help uh, the Girl Scouts go on a camping trip or, you know, and and it's just a routine thing like, oh, that's just that's what they did last month. Let's see what they're going to do this one. Um, You know, it's not just I think it kind of helps play into that idea of people that do that are in this industry that are in this space do it. Partly because they enjoy the satisfaction of having helped someone when they're done with their job. What sort of. What sort of like, because uh, I feel like a lot of contractors are so focused on like they need to attribute revenue, right? Yeah. They need to know that there's ROI. And the thing with these like sort of PR, community engagement sort of things is that it's very hard, in my opinion, to directly correlate revenue. Couldn't agree with you there's more. A, yeah. There's a lot of goodwill. There's a lot of sentiment. There's a lot of anecdotal feedback. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of stickiness, but how. Uh, how difficult is it for a company to say, hey, here's $500 we're giving to Girl Scouts of America and that they can turn around and say, hey, that investment got us this client relationship and this client relationship and this opportunity. Like, is that something that is going to be a struggle with uh, these sort of public outreach PR things? And if so, does that make them less desirable to do? I think if you're looking at it purely from an ROI perspective, um, it's difficult. It's difficult to justify any sort of really long-term branding because it's so hard to attribute something that you have taken years to build up and to make part of your process and say, yep, we can attribute you know, 5% of our revenue to this specific idea that we had. Um, but when you're talking about building a brand, it's not, it's not necessarily direct ROI dollars that you're looking at. You're looking at the long-term effect. You're looking at the things that you want people to associate with your company, that's what building a brand is. And so, Mm. you know, it's not just increasing revenue. The revenue happens. If you're building a company that is exuding the things that you want it to, trustworthiness, helpfulness, um, you know, being a good community steward. If these are things that you want built into your brand, then you have to do them and you have to be okay with not knowing that right now I can attribute X amount of dollars to this specific thing. And I would also argue that these types of things are great for marketing. They're also just good things to do, um, but they they are an, an incredibly cheap way to market your business. You know, if you're looking at any other marketing avenue, 500 bucks a month is not too bad. Um, so, and, and, it, and it has this added bonus of, providing that kind of idea of goodwill in your community. Yeah. Heather, Heather Ripley at Ripley PR. She, I think she uses the distinction of like there's paid media and earned media. Yeah. So like paid media would be things like uh, 
AdWords, for instance, or, you know, doing social media paid campaigns. Like you have to pay for those things to work. As soon as you stop paying, they stop working. But she would distinguish like what you're talking about when you get into earned media. Now you do something humanita- humanitarian, give somebody the warm fuzzies uh, of some sort, right? You hit an emotional button. And because of that, now people want to talk about you. Right. Like they want to champion your story. They want to carry your brand. They want to remember you. Not because you had the biggest sale or the coolest coupon or whatever, right? It had to do with like this kind of emotional, empathetic response. Right. right. And those are more powerful. Like right. those become more sticky, even though they become more difficult to do data attribution to. Yeah. And I was, um, you know, I, I was doing a little research just on this idea of of companies I think we all know the big ones, the companies that are built on this idea of you give us your money and we're going to do good things with it. So you have Tom's who is donating shoes and you have Bombas who donates socks. And, you know, people have, have kind of come of age in a time where this is just a normal way to do business now. And so they're starting to expect a little bit more from the businesses that they deal with. So Gallup and Bentley University did this poll last year. And I just want to talk about a couple of these stats because I thought they were pretty interesting. Um, But it said that overall, 55% of employed Americans said they would switch jobs to work in an organization that has a greater positive impact on the world, including 71% of employees who are aged 18 to 29, which is, I mean, that's the unicorn of technician. That's the person you want at your company because you get them young and then you train them the right way and, and hopefully they'll stick around forever. And then another one that I thought was really interesting. About 89% said businesses and companies have a great deal or some power to make a positive impact on people's lives. And they also said that charitable and advocacy groups are seen as having less potential with 71% of people saying that they could do the same thing. And so that to me was real. People believe that business has a better chance of having a positive impact on the world than charitable organizations whose whole purpose is that. So I just I just feel like this specific area is really ripe for opportunity. And it's just, it's good for everybody. I mean, there's really nothing bad that comes out of being a good part of your community. Yeah. Yeah. The worst thing that comes out of it is people don't call you a tool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, like that guy, oh, Joe, he's an asshole. Yeah. Like, no, no one says that when you're adopting kittens. No, it's good stuff. And I'll tell you what, you know, we, we manage um, several of our clients, social medias. And the posts that get the most engagement and the most excitement are the ones where we're sponsoring animals. People just, they get excited about it. They love it. It's good stuff. That's like social media 101, though, is uh, babies and and animals. Babies and dogs. Yep. It's like those little sugar, what are the the little monkeys? Sugar monkey, sugar something. Oh, I don't have any idea. They look like little baby Ewoks. (laughs) I wish I could help you. Sugar gliders. Sugar gliders. I've never heard of that. Okay, that's we must our next not contest. have them in Michigan. I'll have to look them I'm up. I'm going to send you a box of sugar gliders. <laughs> it's it's candy. I'm good with it. That sounds better. Little monkeys? <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, this is going to take a dark turn really quick. So I'm going to just turn the corner. <laughs> um, Jackie, <laughs> uh, you, obviously, like you, you're so thoughtful about the way companies can like use outreach efforts like this to help build their brand. And I know that building brands is a, a large part of what Yellow Dog does. If somebody wants to learn more about Yellow Dog or get ideas for what they can do to like deeper their engagement in the community, sure. how would they reach out to you or someone else at Yellow Dog? 
Yeah, um, I'm always available by email, um, and it's just Jackie at ydcteam.com. Uh, and you know, where our phone is nine zero six two seven three two seven three three. We're always here, and you'll probably you know if you call and ask for these for ideas for community involvement, you'll probably hear a lot of these ideas again. Uh, but we really believe in them. We feel like they're very effective. Um, but we uh, you know we're always looking for ways for our our companies that we work with to get their name out there. Yep. And these are all good. The thing I like about these is they're, uh, they're well, there's some nuance and there's some ways. Yeah. It's something yeah. anybody can do. You don't have to have like a 500 person operation. It just be you and a couple guys. And like you could totally knock out a lot of these without breaking the bank. You right. Know? Like they don't have to be overly complex and, and yeah, really good stuff. Jackie, thank you so much for taking the time to stop by. It was awesome meeting you. Cause I think this is the first time we've actually met. It is. But yeah. Thank you for stopping by. Uh, Yellow Dog always does great work. I'll make sure that your website is also linked in the show notes also. Yeah, yellowdogcreative.com. Should have said that. You should have said that. But I got you. <laughs> I got you. Thanks. Look in the show notes, people. Jackie, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, thanks. This episode was hosted by Ryan Redding, author of the book on digital marketing for plumbing and HVAC contractors and founder of Leveragey, the digital marketing solution for serious home service companies. You can subscribe to Blue Collar CEO on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us online at bluecollar.ceo and find us on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another awesome episode. See you soon. <laughs>